We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to week two of the NFC East Feast. As always, we are here to recap all of the action from week one, and then we will preview all four teams' week two matchups. Um, John, George, good to see you, fellas. I know that you enjoyed week one a lot more than I did. That's for sure, man. That's for sure. Good to see you as well. You know, some people on this call right now are happier than others. I know (laughs) me and John are, are smiling from ear to ear. And I'm I'm incredibly happy. Obviously, we got a W, but man, football's back! What a week one! Let's go. Well, let me let me uh, be a wet blanket and uh, talk about my Dallas Cowboys before I let everyone else celebrate their <sighs> optimism. What I call the Sunday night disaster in Dallas um, resulted in my Cowboys being the only team in the National Football League that did not score a touchdown. I would love to say that's because my quarterback, Dak Prescott, got hurt. But Dak Prescott played at least three and a half quarters before breaking his thumb. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Jay Ludz is pumping his Bucks flag in my face, and it makes me quite angry, to be honest with you. Um, but I got to give credit to Ludz and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As anemic as I think my Cowboys offense is, I think we could have scored a touchdown against uh, lesser opponents. The Bucks pass rush is ferocious, and although I know George and I maybe questioned their secondary, I think they played very well. Um, Butterfingers Lamb, as always, was out there dropping passes, not helping out Dak Prescott. A couple positives, though, I do want to point out. Ezekiel Elliott looked somewhat explosive. We weren't able to lean on the running game, but he did have 10 carries for 52 yards. Um, so he, I saw a burst from him that I have not seen in a couple years. That was positive. And, of course, Micah Parsons with two sacks already. He's clearly one of the best defensive players in the league. The entire defense as a whole played well, holding the Bucks to many field goals before Mike Evans beat Trayvon Diggs for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. But it's not looking good. Guys, Dak Prescott um, out. At first, it was six to eight weeks. Now it's four to six. It doesn't really matter. I think by the time he gets back, it might be too little too late. I fear the Cowboys season may already be over. John, do you have any hope for my team at all? Uh, I don't know, B. It's tough. Um, <laughs> honestly, the only the only note that I wrote down here was woof. Woof. Um, I, I agree with you, though. Uh, I think Zeke did look good for what it's worth. Um, I'm not sure what else did outside of the, the defense played all right. You still got beat, right? I mean... Yeah, I don't want to kick you while you're down, B, but uh, yeah, it's not a ton of optimism for the Cowboys. 
I hear you. George? Yeah, I kind of agree with them. It's tough to say. I know early in the game, both defenses looked really good. I gave a hard time to Ludlow about the Bucks back end, and they, they Antoine Winfield um, looked pretty solid. I thought this stat was interesting, though. The Cowboys, the closest the Cowboys got to the end zone was the 31-yard line. <laughs> the 31-yard line. Well, shout out to um, Brett Money Maher for hitting that 50-yard field goal, <laughs> or else we would have been shut out. Goose egged. And that was a lot of Dak in there. There was a lot of Dak in there. So oh, yeah. You, you can't really just blame the injury. I, I mean, you, you can't really. You can't blame the injury. The, no. The, the, the game would have turned out the same, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. His numbers weren't great. I, no, no they, no, they were terrible. I, I put this loss squarely on the shoulders of the Jones family in the front office. When you lose the amount of talent that we did, and we're running guys out there, Noah Brown and Dennis Houston, Houston, we have a problem because I've never heard of that guy. My third-round pick, Jalen Tolbert, was a healthy scratch. He's playing so poorly. It's disastrous, guys. And now we play a pissed-off Cincinnati Bengals team who lost in overtime. We'll talk about that later, but I do not think that it gets any better in week two. But let's put a little sunshine on the podcast and uh, talk about some teams that won. And I want to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, They lived up to the hype. Although Detroit put up some, you could call it garbage time points, but they, they made a late push to make it a good game. Philly ended up winning 38-35. to 35. Um, But Jalen Hurts, the most accurate passer in the NFL for all throws more than 10 yards or more. Now, I know uh, he didn't have a lot of those, um, but A.J. Brown, absolutely feasting. Over 150 yards in his first game um, as an Eagle. Miles Sanders looked good. Kenneth Gainwell got a touchdown. Of course, Jalen used his legs to score a touchdown. James Bradbury in his first game um, in Philly Green had a pick six, his first career pick six. I understand why the media was so high on this team. And I mean, I even think now um, Pro Football Focus put them right behind, right up there with the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers, and the Vikings as the best teams in the NFC. I mean, Philly's flying high. I can't wait to talk about their week two matchup. It's going to be really fun for all of us to watch. But I, I come away with nothing but good things to say about Philadelphia. I think Detroit is a pretty good team, and uh, we'll get more of a litmus test on them when they play the Commanders this week. But uh, I'm a fan of Philly as far as just just being an NFC East feast host. How about you, George? Yeah, I mean, I like Philly this year. I've said, you know, I I picked them to win. Um, You know, people are high on him. People are probably even more high on them now. Uh, But at the same time, they gave up 30-plus points to the Lions. And I get it. Hard knocks hype. Great. The Lions are still the Lions on offense. I mean, I, I, I know they have, you know, Jared Goff was slinging the rock a little bit. I, I still don't see it when everyone else sees. I still see Jalen Hurts still throwing the ball at 50% completion rate. I still see them not really throwing the ball. I mean, I know A.J. Brown had a big game. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about them because I don't – I feel like I'll have a better opinion about the Eagles – by week five right now i'm just gonna hold hold back on them how about you John? you're gonna know george how good the eagles are because you seem i don't want to say you're hating on the lions but you seem to be a little hesitant to give them credit well you're gonna find out how much credit is due when they play your team but um i'll, I'll hold that until a little bit john were your thoughts on detroit and philadelphia 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree with George. It'd be nice to get a bigger sample size, but we're definitely going to get a taste of what the Eagles played when we played Detroit, but then we follow that up against the Eagles. So we'll see. Um, my wishful thinking didn't come true. Um, I, we all picked the Eagles. We all knew that the Eagles would most likely lead this division, but I do feel yes. like they proved that they are a beatable team, a very beatable team. Um, they started slow, and I was kind of excited. I was like, all right, this Detroit pick's going to work out for me. And then by the end of the first quarter, early second quarter, Jalen Hurts just starts gashing him with his feet. But to George's point, another stat that I that I kind of thought was interesting was outside of the running backs uh, and 50% completion, Hurts only hit three wide receivers. And one of them was Zach ah. Pascal with one target. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Devonta Smith didn't get a target. That's wild. Wow. And it wasn't so, because of Detroit's defense, bro. People are trying to pin it on like and honestly AJ Brown made some great catches. Yes. He's Don't a beast. Monster. A, a total monster. I actually overlooked him a little bit, I'll be honest with you. Um Same. but I, I didn't let me know ask you guys, work out. Do you think Jalen Hurts can sustain twenty carries a game for seventeen games? No. 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 He's gonna be the I, Russell I Westbrook not. of the NFL. If they make the playoffs, he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be exhausted. Yeah. No, for sure. He he does seem to slide a little bit better than your boy RG three, but no, he he cannot he cannot have twenty carries a game. And George, I liked the post that you put out on Instagram. I do not know if he can beat good teams going eighteen for thirty two, regardless of how accurate he is um, throwing past the sticks. Um, one final note on this game: I want to give credit to our Vegas sharp Jay Lutz picks the Eagles to win, but had Detroit plus four. That is a money pick, and that is why you should put your money with Jay. That's Lutz. a money pick, kid. Money well, pick a little bit. The only um, other note I had on this one was the, the running game did look strong. I mean, I know you got Jalen Hurts in there as well, but give a little credit to their backs. They scored all their touchdowns, but they also were moving the ball pretty well on the ground. Absolutely. I mean, they were the number one rushing offense in football last year, and they're ranked the number one offensive line right now. They're going to be a, a problem all year, regardless of how erratic Jalen Hurts is throwing the football, just because they will pound the rock. And they'll let you know it's coming, and you probably still can't stop it. So, Philadelphia, kudos to you. Um, you know, probably the best team in the East as we speak. Um, now, guys, I want to talk about your commanders. The first win in the Commander's era, starting off 1-0. Hell yeah. George, um, you were high on your boy Jahan Dotson all preseason. I thought maybe you were just buying the hope and he was going to be more like Josh Doxson. But no, this kid is the real deal. That game-winning touchdown he had, um, Carson Wentz threw a dime. Carson Wentz threw another dime to Terry McLaurin late in the game. Um, you know, you guys were down in this game in the fourth quarter, so it's not all roses for Washington. At home, you were losing to Jacksonville, but you found a way to win. Carson Wentz played well. Um, Antonio Gibson played very well, too. Um, so, you know, I know Brian Robinson will be back sooner than later, but Antonio Gibson, as far as I know, did not fumble the football, and um, he, he looked good both receiving and running the football. Um, the defense, I thought, played aggressive. Shout out to your safety. Is uh, his name Derek Forrest? Am I saying that right? Yes. D- Derek Forrest. Defoe. 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 That hit he laid on ETN was a thing of beauty. George, I want to segue to you on this because I know you have a thought about Defoe and those safeties. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to B. Wills earlier about this, and it, it, we got to get all three safeties on the field. Our backers are horrible i i i I don't know if you saw jamin davis out there warman but it was a complete liability that guy has been around 
You know, they keep saying he's learning, he's learning. He was there all last year healthy. He still can't figure – he's just not aware. He's a see-the-ball-get-the-ball kind of guy. He's not going to, you know, get the running back delay and then runs upfield. He's never going to catch on with that. So we do need three safeties in the box. Um, I'll, I'll get to my defense here. I mean, how about you, John? How do you feel about the defense? Because I'd like to get to the offense, but I, I would like to hear from you on the defense. And and there's mo- more worry on the defensive side at, at this point than the offensive side. I'd yeah. Say. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down, obviously, that Derek Forrest is a pleasant surprise. That hit was Sean Taylor-esque, which yeah, makes you feel yeah. super excited as a Skins fan, or Commanders fan, sorry. Um, man, yeah, I, Jamin Davis is a clear weak spot. Uh, yeah. I, it, defense is going to be an issue if they don't figure out a way to scheme around that. And I, uh, you know, then Big Phil goes down. Um, man, Federian for the year, right? supposed to be the... Out for the year. They're saying out for the year. I've seen mm-hmm. some stuff that says possibly he could return. It was surprising um, that, that it was just a meniscus and not meniscus yeah. AS, ACL. Right. Um, yeah. That's meniscus is usually ten to twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't think they want to put too much pressure on him. But I could see him back. You know, later on. The year I'll tell you, him. Robinson and Etn ran with no problems, and outside of Etn just dropping some wide open passes yeah. or not extending a little bit. We would have had a different game, I think, um, and we, yeah. we could have been looking at uh, at, a, at an L. Uh, yeah. Chances, I think, because I think he even dropped one in the end zone. So, defense is an issue. It makes me nervous. It's it's a big issue. It's definitely a big issue. But I do want to trans transfer this to the offense. All right, the offense okay. looks the skilled players of the Washington Commanders are some of the best in the league, and I and I'm a hundred percent confident in saying that. I don't know if you saw all of Curtis Samuel's receptions be, but he basically put all of Jacksonville on skates. Like it was, I I haven't seen anything like that in a very long time. Like I've I've seen Tyreek do it. I've I've seen others obviously, but it's, it's something special. And now to see him healthy is just a breath of fresh air. Cause as a Washington fan, you were just always curious, like, is this ever going to happen? Like, it's just a groin thing. Like, there's, there's yeah. really no, like, specific injury to talk about. Um, and I'm going to talk to about the other two. Obviously, Scary Terry, if he's even, he's leaving. And that's what he did on that on that six, uh-huh. on that fly route. Um, I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, Jahan Dotson, truly think he's the best receiver in, on the team. Truly think that he might be wow. the best receiver, one of the top five receivers of Washington's history soon. And I know it's the first game, but I don't know if you Easy. saw that. I know, I don't, and I know, I know, and, and but I don't know if you saw that fly route, dude, but people were just thought that like he kind of just caught it. Dude, he delayed. He put his eyes up and, and kind of like made the defender think that he was about to go catch it and then had the latest hands I've seen in a long time. And yeah. literally just boop. If you slow down that play, it is a veteran move. I'm talking the kid's 22. He's out there like with veteran shit out of 32. It's it's very impressive. Um, super high on those skilled players. Offensive line did pretty well. I'm curious to see what yeah. they do against Detroit. But what do you think about the offense, John? Dude, I'm amped. That's the first yeah. note that I wrote. I'm amped about the way this offense looked. We've been hearing for years now, ever since Scott and, and Rivera came over together, <laughs> We've been hearing for years that Scott Turner was a guy, that he's one of these, you know, Kevin McConnell's or Sean McVay's or whatever. But 
that he just didn't have the weapons. And I think, I mean, I know it's one game in, so let's see a couple more, but I think he's close to proving it now. He's got the weapons. He's got Curtis back. Curtis looked amazing. Um, he really did. I think I saw someone calling Dollar Store Debo, and I'm all about that. Huh. If he can even be a little bit of what Debo Samuels can bring, I think that's great. He got four carries. He got 11 targets. He he looked really good, and like you said, he's putting people on skates. Um, I got a little nervous, though, because we did stall in the middle of the game. I mean, we, we scored seven in the first, seven in the second, nothing in the third, and it looked a little bit a little bit where did we score three in the third? I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it looked a little nerve wracking and Carson had a couple of lows there, but man, dude, he came back with confidence. He put the game on his shoulders and he dropped two dimes. The one to Terry, it's when you watch the highlight, Terry doesn't even stop, have to stop moving. It's almost hard to see the catch because it was so perfect. And the one to Jahan in real time, I thought, man, that was a really bad throw. But it was it was perfect, and Jahan played it well and made it look like a good throw. Okay, guys, I'm going to cut off your all of this commander. Sorry, sorry. there's a lot of talk. I know, I know, I know. Me sick. So we'll save that for the week two preview. And I want to jump to I think the most surprising um, results of the entire NFC East, perhaps the entire NFL, and that was the Giants going on the road and kicking off the Brian Dable era. And Brian Dable's got. Balls on him, man. Going for two. Hands the ball to Saquon Barkley, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Had 190 total yards. They go for the two-point conversion. They get the upset against the number one seed in the AFC last year. They beat the Titans. Daniel Jones, I believe, did have an interception, but he was efficient. Um, you know, He had a high completion percentage. I'm not sure if I'm totally sold that now all of a sudden, you know, the giants are going to turn it around and make a playoff push. But I think this was a culture changer. Um, I think that the, um, the energy I saw in the post game in the locker room, they love coach Dable, the giants defense held Derrick Henry somewhat in check. I mean, I think Henry had 85 yards or so, but that was on like 27 carries. So they didn't let him get those big chunk plays. Um, and then they, they totally um, eradicated the Tennessee passing game. Uh, on a side note, Tennessee misses A.J. Brown, who's now in Philadelphia, because Tannehill could not push the ball down the field. Um, Sterling Shepard had a big touchdown for the Giants. Good to see him healthy again. And I, I think that this Giants team believes in themselves. I don't know how many wins that's going to carry them to, but I know that they're 1-0, and they only had four wins all of last year, so they're on the right path. So I have yeah. high hopes for the Giants as far as the future. Um, George... Did the Giants impress you as much as they did me? They look good for week one, man. Um, but I think that we're all pretty high other than you, B, no offense, after our team yeah. watching them after week one. I just had a couple stats for you guys real quick because week one is hardly uh, – you can't dictate the whole year off week one. Okay, Back in 2014, yeah. the Titans beat the Chiefs 26-10 to 10 to start the year. They finished 2-14. and 14. Okay. Tennessee lost their season opener last season, thirty-eight to thirteen against Arizona. They finished the year twelve and five. I don't think the Giants are number two, number three, or number one. I still have them on number four. Wow. Yeah, I still think they're the worst team in the division, even after that. John, how about you? What are your thoughts on the G men? Yeah, I think we were, I mean, despite the win, I think we were all correct in, in sussing out that the, the, the Giants were going to struggle to find some identity. Um, Saquon's yeah. that guy. 
Saquon moving that forward dude. needs to become their identity. Um, yes. They need to be a run first, run heavy offense. Um, I mean, he's a guy you can pass the ball, you know, out of the backfield too. And, oh, yeah. And kind of, but Danny Dimes flashed a few plays here and there, but he still looked underwhelming. And he only had 21 pass attempts. I think that speaks volumes. There's seven and 10 that, teams. I mean, yeah, seven and ten best. is good for them, though, dude. Seven yeah. and ten, I think. No, I, think I agree. That, that, that's just, a huge I, step in the right direction. That's the ceiling. That's the ceiling. Yeah. Right. True. I like that, and I, and I think to your point, John, that the 21 attempts is underwhelming for Daniel Jones, but I think that gives kudos to Mike Kafka and Brian Dable and the offensive play callers because they're yeah. managing him and they're going to let Saquon do his thing and make those big chunk plays, and that is going to be the key to what success they may have. Like you said, George, I don't want to get too hyped um, over week one. Just very impressive how not only were they just in the game with the Titans the whole time, they score late. They could have kicked the extra point to go to overtime, but they decide to hand the ball to Saquon Barkley. I cannot believe that Mike Vrabel didn't see that coming and just (laughs) stuff the box. But congratulations to the New York football giants on a 1-0 start. Okay, guys, something new I told you about. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. No, that was not an easy run. Um, something uh, And Jeffrey Simmons, um, Tennessee Titans defensive tackle, was the number one graded defensive tackle in football this week. And he went against that that tough Jeffrey Simmons defensive Damn. line. So so kudos to um, the Giants O-line for, for opening those holes for Saquon. Uh, what do you guys segment, I mean, real I quick, do... I know this is, a, this is a East pod, but how do you feel about the Titans this year? Do you, t- I do you think, think they'll they take a step down? I think that whole division is garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think don't know they're how good the Titans down. are. I don't know how good. How the did they not are. score against the Giants? Like, yeah. They scored twenty-one yeah. or what? Nineteen points right. against the Giants defense. Jacksonville's clearly rebuilding. The Colts tied the Texans. That whole division—it's—it's—they're—they're they're, the AFC South is the NFC East version of the AFC. You know, to, yeah. you know So no, no offense to, to to anybody on that. Without <laughs> but, us, though, a new say. A new segment I wanted to introduce um, that I want to do every week, guys, is every talking head on on ESPN and NFL Network and Sports Illustrated and Pro Football Focus has a power ranking. So I want to do Brian's power rankings of the NFC East, and I'll update this every single week. And then you guys, I want you guys to either you know agree with me and pat my ego or rebut me and say that I'm tripping. Um, so this week, number one, I'm starting off with the Philadelphia Eagles. That was an easy one. Number two. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders. I wanted to put the Giants at two, but the Giants, um, the Titans um, could have kicked a field goal to win that game at the end. Um, Reggie, uh, Randy Bullock missed a field goal, so the Giants still could have lost. They end up in my number three spot, and it hurts my heart to put the Dallas Cowboys. But when we are going to roll out Cooper Rush at quarterback, which we'll talk about here in just a minute, against the Bengals, you're the worst team. So Eagles one, Commanders two, Giants three, Cowboys four. John, do you agree or disagree with that? I think the way that it currently sits, yeah, I think it was fairly obvious. Um, if it, Back to your point about the Cowboys recap, if Dak had only played maybe a quarter and got injured yeah. and went out, I could see this maybe going differently or, or, or having some more hope, but I, I think you got this right. Thank you. George? Yeah, I, I'm going to say I'm going to put Cowboys at three, though. I'm still putting Giants at four. Giants um, still at four. I like I Joe like Bob Coop, hates you. Bro. I like Coop, Doc. I like Coop. <laughs> Cooper Rush. Um, you know what? One Dude. thing I'll say about Coop. Actually, I will. I'll save that. I'll save that. But thank you guys. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to doing this every week. It'll be something where you know I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to put time to really update it. And I, obviously, I'm not going to be a homer because I got the Cowboys in last place right now. 
Well, this was a softball start... week. I think it was pretty obvious. I think we, yeah. yeah, it was pretty. Uh, with it was this pretty, division, it can it, get a little bit more contentious as we go on. Oh, it's always oh, going to get dicey, brother. Uh, so let, I want to um, start where we left off as we start our week two preview. And I want to start. Um, the Giants will be home this week. They obviously were in Tennessee. The Giants are hosting Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. Um, Baker Mayfield had an okay game against uh, his. I, I know he wanted to beat the Browns last week. Um, they were getting dominated early by Cleveland. Baker stormed them all the way back, almost pulled off the win, but the Panthers start off 0-1. Now they face this all-of-a-sudden resurged Giants franchise. My heart tells me, for some reason, I don't know, George. I know you're still down on the Giants. I, I like the mojo that they have going in that locker room. I've got the Giants to start 2-0. and I just think that Saquon, I doubted him. I feel like a clown because I, I called him a bust at one point last year. Clearly, the way he was running the ball last uh, um, last oh, week. Oh, he was a he's bust. not a bust. Back years. I mean, he was. I, I was calling him like a bust for his career. I thought he was never. Okay. I, I, okay. Will, I will put my reputation on the line. I would have confidently told you Sunday at 12.59, Saquon Barkley will never have 190 yards in the football game the rest of his life. Yeah. And okay. I was dead wrong. And I think he gets goes for another 130 total yards this week. I think the Giants lean on the running game. They limit Daniel Jones' opportunities. Um, but you got to watch out. The Panthers have Derek Brown and Brian Burns. They have a decent pass rush. J.C. Horn, one of their corners, a very um, raw young talent they drafted in the first round last year. I got a pick for J.C. Horn. But I still think that the Giants find a way to pull it off another close game. I've got the Giants 23, Panthers 17. George, how about you? Yeah, I mean, two so-so teams, uh, under 500 teams, in my opinion. I, I think yeah. this I think this could be a little bit of a shootout. Uh, I could see wow. Danny Dimes putting up big numbers. I could see a big run from Danny Dimes in this game. He's I'm going to cut, cut it short. I'm going to go ahead and say 31 to 28. Just based off Mojo, I'll go Giants. Oh, Dang. that surprised me. I thought you were going to yeah. go Panthers, yeah. John. <laughs> Yeah, I man, this is a tough one, and, and I think we all agree it's going to be fairly close. Giants rallied really well. I agree with you, B. There's definitely some energy there now. Um, but against Tennessee, they still were just a missed field goal away from an L. So, like, true. I don't, and and Tennessee didn't look that great. So, I think Carolina's got a solid defense, uh, better, much better than than Tennessee, um, and I think that they're also looking to bounce back from a loss. So. You look yes. at the two offenses, Carolina's more talented. Simple as True. that. 20 to 17 Panthers. 20 Johns on the Panthers. Yeah, McCaffrey was a little bit bottled up last week. I expect him to have um, maybe a breakout game. If you look at McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, two of the best individual individual talents we have at running back in this league. So so for my fantasy guys out there, obviously this isn't a bold statement, but but get, get Saquon and McCaffrey in your lineup. I think they both have a big day for you. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, now go to... The Washington Commanders, who are underdogs to the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have been underdogs in 24 straight football games. But guess what, guys? They broke that streak against your team. The Lions are the favorite in this game. I'm very excited to see what Jay Ludge is going to say. I believe um, this morning when we sent off the spread, the Lions were minus one and a half. So it's not like that. It's a lot of disrespect to you guys. They're the home team. So you could argue Vegas thinks you guys are better. But because Detroit is at home, they have that slight advantage. 
Something I am looking at is that Detroit running game against you guys. DeAndre Swift went for 144 yards on like 15 carries last week. Jamal Williams got two touchdowns down by the goal line. They're a physical team. Their offensive line is a strength. And watch out for Amon Ross St. Brown. He got a lot of hype in the preseason. He finished last year very strong. Picked up right where he left off. Scored a touchdown last week. He's a PPR machine. If anybody out there has him as a flex option, make sure he's in your lineup. You got TJ Hawkinson. There's a lot of weapons on Detroit. I do question their defense, though. And I think, as you guys said, first time maybe I could ever say this, the three-headed monster at wide receiver in the nation's capital with Scary Terry, Dodson, and Curtis Samuel, that's going to be a problem for Detroit. So I think... This is not the week for the defense of the Detroit Lions or the Washington Commanders. I'm seeing a high-scoring affair here, but I'm with Vegas, and I've got the Detroit Lions to beat the Commanders. I'm going to go 30-27. to 27. George? Ah, oh, man. This is a tough one, you know. Um, Detroit at home. Yeah, I – John, you want to take this one, dude? Because I, I got a little bit to think about. George needs a minute. I mean, I'm feeling optimistic, um, but I'm I also just want to be rational. Little... I want to be rational. So I want to, John, I want to hear John's spiel here. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling optimistic, um, but I'm feeling a little bit nervous too. And we talked about it pre, pre-recording. You know, our team has been bad for so long that when stuff like this happens – you kind of aren't you're nervous. You feel like you're gonna get hurt again if you get too too high. Um Detroit was able to move the ball really well against the Eagles. To your point, Brian, it was a little bit of junk time, but they still looked good on the field. Their running backs gashed them for big, big plays. Jamal Williams, I've always liked as as a number two. He's probably the best number two in the league, if not one of the top sure. three. Um and their and their uh their um wide receiver and tight end threats are are big too. Our defense didn't look great, so I think that this has shootout potential. Uh, Jacksonville definitely left some some plays on the field against us. So if Detroit doesn't leave those plays on the field, this is going to be a, a, a very difficult game. I will say, all in all, I think last week was a springboard game for Carson. I think he gets another confidence boost. Our defensive line likes to play physical, as does the Detroit Lions. So I think the real big matchup there is going to be, can our defensive line, our defensive front, um, get a stop? When, when needed. Um, I'm going to go 27-24 Commanders. I like it. I George, like before it. you hop in, I threw a fantasy question at John last week. I got another one for you, John, because I, I, th- I thought you, you hit it right on the head last week with your running backs on Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my girlfriend, Amy. I love you so much, babe. She had Dak Prescott as her fantasy quarterback. <laughs> of course, Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott hey. is out. So she's looking for a quarterback option this week. She was thinking about Jameis Winston. I told her, Go scoop up Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz could put up 25 to 30 points. Do you think Carson is a good play this week against Detroit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, if anything, I think that uh, Scott Turner and Rivera have put so much public confidence out there for Carson Wentz this year, uh, whether or not that's telling on how they really feel about him uh, or not. Mm -hmm. They're going going to let him throw the ball around. 35 touchdowns or bust, bro. Yeah. I mean, you look at you nice. look at the way that Antonio Gibson was used in in, uh, in the offense. That's exactly what Scott Turner wants designed for this offense, and that's exactly how they expected to use him. He was our leading wide receiver as far as targets and receptions. 
So Did not know Carson that. Wentz is going to be throwing the ball around. I like now, it. Thank you. He I might appreciate throw some the there, but he's going to score some. Points. Oh, he's he's good for one. Give fantasy me Jeff, give me Jeff Okuda for Jeff Okuda yeah. for a pick. George, how you feeling? Yeah, look, I know you're always optimistic. I mean, if 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 somehow our interior interior defensive line and our linebackers play half decent in this game, we're going to win this game. Um, I truly don't think the Lions, after watching them in hard knocks, getting beat up by their own offense, after watching them get beat up by Philly. I don't think they can contend with the likes of Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, and Terry McLaurin. I just don't see it happening. I could see Wentz throwing another four touchdowns. I could see us putting another 30-plus points up. It's going to get ugly if Detroit can't run the ball. We'll win by 10 if Detroit can't win the or cannot run the ball. Um, but like I said, biggest worry, interior line and linebackers. I'm going to go ahead and say commanders – Away dogs, I'm going to say they win 34 to 28. Hell yeah. So we all got some, we all got some points on the board in this game. And I, 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 think, I think the uh, under over is 49 and a half. Um, I think that they could definitely get over that. Are you, are you pounding the over? I, I got it. I got it. Um, I got it right here, George. Let me uh, hop on my app. And it is interesting that the Sharks made a move because initially I told you, B, that this was at minus two and a half and it just shifted to minus one and a half pretty quick. Yeah. So we 48, signed... 48, um, 48 and a half. Under 48 and a half, okay. Mm. We signed Donovan Jeter off the street uh, as a defensive tackle. Um, so I'm yeah. hoping he can kind of shore things up. Um, no relation. Not uh, not Aiden. Donovan yeah, no Jeter, relation. I'd rather put him at shortstop, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> no, no relation. Uh, he was uh, he was a Michigan player. He played with Aiden Hutchinson and the other guy whose name is escaping me. Uh, Ojabo? Credit- David Ojabo? Yeah. Ojabo credited him for their success on the defensive line. So wow. Take it for what, take it for what it's worth. Hopefully he has well, I like Michigan men. Shout Bill out to Mathis Jim Harbaugh. Let's go. You guys need it. The the, the detail. I, I do. I do see. Um, Deron Payne and John Allen both had a sack last week, so it's good to see. Yeah. Although you guys may be thin on the D line, the guys who you need to step up are stepping up. And I, uh, Montez Sweat had Montez Sweat had eight quarterback pressures last week. That was top five in the NFL. So yeah. um, just so you guys know, I'm defensive line looked a lot better than stats. the stat board. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's. Talk about a team that I am incredibly enthused, and that is the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, who will welcome the Cincinnati Bengals to Jerry's world. And my backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, will try to do what Dak Prescott could not, and that's get in the end zone. Or get to the 30-yard uh, line. Yes, get into the <laughs> – yeah, yeah fuck, fuck the end zone. Get me into the red zone. Excuse my language, Ugh. but – Guys, one thing I will say is the one start of Cooper Rush's career was against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota on Sunday night football last year, and he threw for over 300 yards, a late touchdown to Amari Cooper, who of course is gone now, but he let it come from behind victory against the Vikings, who are a good team. But we do know Kirk Cousins' stats in prime time. He tends to choke, so I I don't want to put too much stock in that. But Cooper Rush, I think, has had success against a starting NFL defense. So I think he's going to have more confidence than your average everyday backup stepping into this. But what scares me is our opponent because the Cincinnati Bengals should have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers 
but Minka Fitzpatrick made the play of the week, in my opinion. He blocked Evan McPherson's extra point. And so the Bengals are going to be pissed off. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. And if Justin Jefferson isn't the best player in the NFL, God damn it, it's his former college teammate, Jamar Chase. Some of the catches that guy made last week were absolutely ridiculous. He had a one-handed catch that didn't count because the toe tap didn't get down. I pray that they do not match Trayvon Diggs up one-on-one with Jamar Chase because that is going to be a long day. So I want to double cover Jamar Chase, if you can hear me, Dan Quinn. (laughs) The injuries do not... They do not end with Dak Prescott, though, guys. Our starting guard, Connor McGovern, is out this game. Our starting safety, J. Ron Curse, is out this game. So an already thin team that is depleted of a lot of talent from last year's team has gotten even worse in just six days since we've recorded the last podcast. I hope we can establish a running game. That is my – I think, first of all, I'm just going to say we, we can't win this game. We're not going to win this game. But if we can lean on the running game and Zeke and Tony Pollard can get going and take some pressure off of Cooper Rush, we can keep it competitive. I think our defense showed that they are legitimate in holding Tom Brady's only touchdown, holding him to the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow's coming off of a four-interception game. So Joe Burrow, although I love the guy, a little sloppy with the football. So I need Trayvon or maybe Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, one of these guys to get a turnover. Maybe the defense can generate some points. That might be our best hope of actually putting points on the board. But I do have the Cincinnati Bengals winning this game, but I think we cover. I'll, I'll be interested to see what Luds thinks. I think the Bengals are 7.5 or 8-point favorites. I've got the Bengals winning 27-20. to 20. John, how about you? Yeah, man, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, one thing that I looked at... We talked in the offseason multiple times about uh, the Commanders, the Cowboys, maybe the Giants, uh, the division in general, just having a easy schedule, right? We're supposed to have mm-hmm. one of the easiest, if not the two yeah. easiest schedules in the league. After the Cowboys' performance, you look at the, the slate ahead, Brian, and this easy schedule, quote-unquote, just got yeah. a hell of a lot harder. The first few Cowboys. weeks, yeah. Yes, sir. Bro, I mean, you guys have the Buccaneers, the Bengals. Now you got to go play the Giants, who look scrappy after that. Then you got to yep. go – then you, then the Commanders come to town. If we're slinging the rock around, that's that's going to be tougher than possibly originally imagined. Then you got to play the Rams and then the oh. Eagles. And that's if oh. the Eagles is the game they're now saying Dak is targeted to come back. <clears throat> That's right. an easy slate, man. That's going to be an uphill battle for you guys all season if you don't start well. Um, I think I agree with you uh, with the Zeke and, and Pollard take. I think that was one note that I wrote down here is that the two of them got to make plays, open up some play-action shots to Lamb. But outside of that, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, maybe some garbage time points here, though, Brian. Do you feel like there's anybody fantasy-wise on the Cowboys that you, that you got confidence in starting? I'd, I'd still start Dalton Schultz. I got. I um, he he actually had I want to say six or seven catches for sixty yards. He's certainly serviceable, especially in a PPR format, because he's very good at finding a zone and sitting down. And uh, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna break tackles to get you a forty yard gain. But he's he's a chain mover. So I, I definitely feel confident putting Dalton Schultz in my lineup. Other than that. I think you could you can start Z confidently because he 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 uh, moved the chains a little bit. He looked explosive. But I know if CD Lamb's in your lineup, you've got to play him. Have if you to. got a better option, though, goddamn, he had 11 targets and only two catches last week. Stay away from your Dallas Cowboys and fantasy football. John, what's your score in this one? Oh, yeah, uh, I got the Bengals 28, uh, Cowboys 10. 
Oh, so we do score a touchdown, so that's optimism. George, yeah. how about you? Maybe a Trayvon Diggs pick, like you said. Let's yeah, go. I mean, it's 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 it's, an, it's unfortunate that Micah can't be your quarterback too, man. Because uh, it hurts. It, it, oh, <laughs> Um, but no, I, I could see this. I mean, at the end of the day, the Cowboys have to show out just just enough to be prideful. I think if this gets ugly, yeah. I think this is going to determine at least the first 10 weeks of the season. Uh, that locker room starts to think to themselves, hey, you know, this is going to be that kind of season, guys. Just get ready for it. Let's just get through it, and then we'll just rebuild the next year. And, and if those yeah. guys start feeling that in the locker room, then as we know, the fan base will start feeling that very soon after. Um, I, I, I hope to see this as a, a competitive football game, uh, just for your sanity, B. Wills. Um, Thank you. I, you know, I hope there's no not any nearby bridges by you, or um, you know, your bathtub's I'm not too deep from the or skyway. anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I, I think that you guys have to establish the run game, not only um, just for the sake of the offense, but the, for the sake of the defense as well. I, I don't want them to be on the field for too long because that's when they when they're good. You know, when they're when they get a lot of three yeah. and outs, they can create turnovers. Uh, so the so the run game has to be there. Um, who knows? Maybe Dennis Houston gets some catches, or Jesus Christ, whoever else is not CD Lamb. Um, but I see this game. I, I'm going to go ahead and say. Twenty to seven. Twenty to seven. All right. So you guys yeah. both got us losing pretty good, but getting in the end zone. Um, for what it's worth, Michael Gallup is doubtful. He has <laughs> practiced back to back days. <laughs> um so I, I do we need Michael Gallup though to take some pressure off a of CD lamb. Um I wanted to give a fantasy sleeper. Luds uh, shouted out that we should do a fantasy sleeper. I'm not going to do any on the Cowboys because they're all in bed for as far as I'm concerned. But on the Bengals side, T Higgins. Bed. Uh, T Higgins is questionable with a concussion. So I do think that Jamar Chase can get open on double coverage, but I think our focal point goes over to number one on the Bengals. So I like a guy like um, Tyler Boyd as a streaming option this week, and maybe even Hayden Hurst, the Bengals tight end, because the Cowboys are a little yeah. bit weak against tight end. We we pass rush Micah Parsons, so none of our linebackers can catch up with Hayden Hurst. So put, uh, put Hayden Hurst or Tyler Boyd in your lineups if you're looking for a deep sleeper. Now let's go to... The final game, which is Monday Night Football. There's actually two Monday Night Football games this week, which is interesting. We got the Titans and the Bills, which start at 7-15. And the the Eagles and the Vikings will end our uh, NFL Week 1. This game will be in Philadelphia, so you know those fans are going to be ready to throw whatever is in their hands. Um, they're angry, <laughs> they're drunk, and they're kind of ignorant. But you know what? They have a lot to cheer about. And I think, guys, this may be the game of the week. Uh, the, the, both of these teams look tremendous week one. They both put up, goddamn, I think 35 or 38 points. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I got my popcorn ready. Darius Slay, James Bradbury, you are about to face, in what my opinion is, the best player going in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers told him this at the end of the game, too, by the way. You're the best thing going in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, Jay Jettas, is a problem. This man had 158 yards and two touchdowns in the first half alone last week. So he is going to be ready to play. Of course, we've got Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. The Vikings can run the football as well. And the Vikings defense is nothing to slouch either. The Vikings have Daniil Hunter, and they signed Zadarius Smith over from Green Bay. They were both getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Ask him how he's feeling on Monday morning this week. So watch out Jalen Hurts. Of course, he's much more elusive. And if the Vikings bring pressure, I expect Jalen to pick up some yards with his legs, as he so often does. 
But if the Vikings get down in this game, I don't think they have anything to to uh, tip their hats at because the, we, the, the Eagles showed that they will allow a team to get back in the game. I'm expecting a high-scoring affair in this one. I think the Eagles will be able to run the ball. We've talked about it earlier. Um, with a plethora of backs and Jalen Hurst himself, one of the better offensive lines in football, they're going to get theirs. I think both teams play extremely well. I think these are two of the better teams in the NFC. However, I do have the Vikings going on the road, pulling off the upset. I've got Minnesota 33, Eagles 31. John, what say you? Yeah, man, what a primetime game this should be, man. NFL football is better than ever. Uh, Back to what I said before, like the Eagles looked all right, but they do look like a team that can be beat. And the Vikings look so damn good week one, and they look like the type of team that comes out and beats Philly. Um, You mentioned it already. Justin Jefferson just looked unstoppable. He's running all over the field wide open against a pretty decent Packers secondary. Like, these guys aren't slouches. They looked really good last year. I think they were rated as the top secondary last year. Um, Philly's got a good secondary, too. But Detroit moved the ball well. And you mentioned, don't forget about Dalvin and Alexander Madison. So they'll run the ball on you. Um, If Philly can keep up, I'll definitely start to believe a little bit of the hype that was the lofty, you know, power rankings by experts preseason. But I still am just not confident calling them one of the top 10 teams in the league, I feel like. Um, I I also think it's going to be a a pretty decent high-scoring affair. I'm going 30-27. Vikings come in and get a win. And this 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 game is at Philly, correct? Correct. It's at Philly. Yeah, man. I don't see Philly winning this game. Um, I saw what what Detroit did to to Philly's DBs. I think Justin Jefferson is going to be able to run, you know, all over the field. I I I like Kirk a lot this game. I think that he's had a lot of pressure on him these last few primetime games, and I think he's finally got enough experience in those primetime games to finally go out there and show himself a little bit. I think this is a big breakout game for Kirk. Um, I think this is a big middle finger to the rest of the league because that's the perception. And it's not just the commanders or the Redskins perception anymore. It's everyone's. It's the entire leagues that he does not show up in big games. Um, I could see the, the, the Vikings actually kind of put a stomping on them a little bit um, in Philly. I, I, I could see this game. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say 34 to 17. Wow. We're all on Minnesota, so if anyone in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room listens to the NFC East Feast, we just gave you some (laughs) bulletin board material. Um, And, John, something we mentioned earlier on the phone, this is a Jalen Rager revenge game. So look out for Jalen Rager to score a touchdown for Minnesota to spite the Eagles. And, uh, George, to your point, I'm I'm benching Aaron Rodgers, and I am starting Kirk Cousins um, in this game. So I got Kirk Cousins um, going as my fantasy quarterback. Anyone out there, I would suggest you do the same. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. But we're not going to make you folks wait any longer. Coming off of a three-in-one-week, very impressive start to the season. First of all, kudos to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody, welcome Jeff Ludlow to the show. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Good start. Good start. Three-in-one. Good opening week. Congratulations to the Commanders. Cowboys, hopefully they can have a bounce back week, but uh, ready yes. ready to get into these picks, man. All right, Luds, I want to start with 
the Commanders versus the Lions. I want to give you an updated line, though, in case it changes your mind. The Lions are now only one-point favorites. So for the first time in 24 weeks, the Lions are the favorites. We got Lions minus one. Where are you going? Yeah, guys. So uh, I think if Washington can control the Lions running game, uh, they're going to win this game. Um, it like George was pointing out, man, it's the Detroit fucking Lions, guys. <laughs> like, you know, they look good last week. You know, I think they're a tough team. Brian, I wanted to mention I saw that segment on uh, Dan Campbell where they asked him, you know, 2002 Detroit Lions. And you're right, dude. I'm yeah. sitting there watching it. The guy paused, no lie, for like three minutes, dude. And then he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was crazy. The team that so, can anyway, and the team that will. They're they're gonna play hard for him. They're always in it. They're it's like I said last week. They're always playing close games. Uh, Washington, as you guys you know discussed, uh, I thought Carson Wentz looked great. I mean, four touchdowns came out slinging. Your receivers are healthy. Uh, Curtis Samuel finally doing something, showing up. I mean, this guy we thought would could fantasy wise, he was a blur. I didn't even think about the guy, man. Like. It's crazy now. I mean, 11 targets uh, just goes to show, you know, you got a quarterback that can stretch down the field, you know, and it can bring the best out of a receiver. So, yeah, guys, I got the Washington Commanders. Uh, I think it's a slap in the face that they are underdogs this game. Plus one, Washington, 31-29. I think it will be close. Uh, As you guys see, I think Detroit can put up some points. So I think they do keep it close. Uh, Yeah, 31-29 Commanders, Washington plus one. Let's go. All right, I'm the I'm the lone wolf on Detroit. Luds, yeah. Luds has, of course, <laughs> Washington plus one. I like the pick. All right, Luds, now we're going to go to the home opener for the upstart New York football Giants. And the Giants are a two-point favorite. We got Giants minus two versus Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. What you got? The Giants aren't fooling me, guys. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. I, I still think they suck. I, I'm not a Daniel Jones fan. <laughs> raw, raw, big game on the road. I'm with George when they asked the question, is Tennessee good? I mean, by the, they didn't look good to me, man. Like, the let Giants come back in that game. The Giants looked pitiful the first half. I don't know what you guys were watching. <laughs> Saquon, yeah. I'm still not a believer. I think hey. Baker and them, I think McCaffrey and them go into Giants this week. I think they beat I think they uh they beat them 27-24 Carolina plus 2. Ludge has Ludge has got like some that. road dogs like starting that. off with the yeah. road dogs. Like yeah. All right, well Not a uh, I I, yeah. I I have a feeling you're going to go 3 for 3 on picking road teams cuz we've got the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> coming to <laughs> Dallas. Um, the Cowboys are a seven-point underdog, so Joe Burrow and the Bengals are minus seven on the road. What do you got, Lutz? Yeah, I think after seeing how bad Dallas got gashed by the run against the yeah. Bucks, I actually think Mixon's going to have a great game, uh, which actually, you know, I was kind of laughing at George's score, 20-7. <laughs> to seven. I, I think the Bengals score more than 20 points. But, you know, with them maybe getting the, the running game more involved, I think, this week, um, with, especially with that shootout they had last week, maybe just establishing a good run against Dallas. Um, maybe they can keep that score a little lower, but I still have it 30-20, um, Cincinnati minus 7. 30-20? I think that's a fair yeah. score. And if it's 30-20, to 20, honestly, as a Cowboys fan, I 
I'm not that angry. So and Cincinnati's yeah. defense isn't like stout, right? I mean, they're right, uh, right. Yeah. No, and also to comment on that, I think the way and to, that was very impressive what Zeke did. I mean, the Bucks don't give up a lot of rushing yards, so oh, yeah, you know, he was averaging some good yards. I think if, like you said, said, I mean, if Dallas can get their running game going, control the clock a little bit, I still think they, you know, they could be in the game. But yeah, I got a thirty twenty, so we'll see. 30-20. Let's not forget the Bengals start Eli Apple at corner. So maybe uh, C.D. Lamb can actually do something this week because that guy is always beatable. What a finger. All right. Well, let's end the week strong on Monday Night Football. The City of Brotherly Love will host the Minnesota Vikings. As Guys, I know the, the, I, I got this circled as the game of the week. NFC East, AFC West. I mean, this, is the, this is the best game in football. Luds, the Eagles are minus two at home. Finish us up. Yeah, guys. So Let's not forget, I mean, Philly gave up 35 points to the Lions last week. Yes. 35 points to the Detroit Lions. DeAndre ran all over them. What do you think Dalvin Cook's going to do? True. What do you think Jefferson's going to do stretching across the field when when you're pairing him on the play action with Dalvin? Come on, guys. I'm not a believer yet in the Eagles. I, I'm with you guys. Maybe I could, it'll be more telling come week four, come week five. I'm still not a Jalen Hurts believer. Um, he looked okay. He didn't play. He didn't blow me away. He didn't He didn't look terrible. But, uh, you know, we'll see what he looks like this week at home. I mean, big game for their fans. You know those Eagle fans are going to be rowdy. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with Georgia's score. or um, But I do agree with all you guys. Uh, I got it 28-26. I think you keep it close. It's a home game. It's a rowdy place to play. But I do got Minnesota on the road plus two. Minnesota plus two. All right. You're on You're on all the road teams this week, Luz, and we're all on the Vikings. So we might all have egg on our face next week. We, we shall see. But, guys, a tremendous show today. Um, great job of everybody. Luz bringing the fire at the ends. Um, thank you all for upset listening. Parlay, have, baby. Ups- oh, upset, upset parlay, fun. baby. Oh, I'm upset that upset I forgot parlay. about it. Luds, incredible disrespect <laughs> to you, my friend. End yeah, us up with the Yeah, so I went 0-1 last week, guys. I apologize. But, uh, you know, I did get one of them. And, uh, you the, hit on Minnesota. The Raiders came close. The Raiders came close. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but the people dude, there was out just there a... still lost all their money, bro, if they took it. They don't care if you hit one of them. That's their house payment. A one for two, bro. Sorry you can't pay your mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling. Hey. I'm not telling these people how much to lay down. So, <laughs> ten bucks. Yeah, first game, guys. We should preface gamble hey. responsibly. We hey. should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so Pittsburgh plus two over the Patriots this week. I'm actually kind Love of it. surprised the Pats are favored. Um, Pittsburgh looked good last week, guys. Uh, going on the road, I believe. I think it's in New England. Doesn't matter. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh plus two. I got that one in. Um, like I said, I'm not picking even the plus two. Like I'm picking the winner. Like Pittsburgh's going to win outright. This game. And then uh, yeah, and then uh, Ravens favored three and a half. I'm taking the hot Dolphins, bro. Coming Ooh. in their house. I got Dolphins plus three and a half. Um, I like Dolphins, that upset parlay this week, boys. The Dolphins do not beat the Ravens, though. They haven't beat them in forever, dude. It's going to we'll be interesting. See. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I agree. I'm excited yeah. about that. Two a time, and that's another quarterback. I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. As you guys know, well, I know I've been singing it for no, years. You're, no, you're dude. not. No, you're I, not. I don't like the guy. Him and Jalen Hurts, both those guys. Some of these throws they're made. Like I've seen Lamar Jackson throwing the ball in the dirt, dude. Like this guy's not consistent. If it wasn't for his legs, he wouldn't be in the league. 
Seriously. I have the same same could probably be said for Jalen Hurts. So we'll see. Luds has the Dolphins and the Steelers in the upset parlay. He's got all the road teams going in the NFC East. Um, as I was saying, guys, appreciate you all. Another fire show, and we love all the listeners out there. Cannot wait to hop back on for week three. Thank you all for being a part of the NFC East. Peace. Peace.